Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Thank you for reminding us that God never leaves. He stays with us all the time. We're so grateful for that. Before I get started, I want to thank you for the, your love, your cards, your food, the visits, everything that you've done, and the home going in my brother. Even though he was sick, we didn't expect what happened this quick. And that hurts. But the joy of it is we know where he is. By his own testimony. And by those things that he did for the Lord while he was here. He's enjoying heaven today. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we thank you for praying for us. Before we get into our message... I mean, they ever received a message from the president. <laughs> well, if you're 100 years old, you get your card in the mail. But this is John Quincy Adams. Our forefathers, who was the president. He said, the Bible is the book of all others to be read at all ages and in all conditions of life. I speak as a man of the world to men of the world, and I say to you, search the scriptures. Have you heard a president say anything like that lately? Have you heard anybody from Congress say anything like that lately? Search the scriptures, for in them you will find life. Amen? If you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Kings. This may be an odd Father's Day message, but I want you to pay attention to a few people that's mentioned here and what's going on. But 2 Kings chapter 5, we'll be reading the first 15 verses. And the title that I put on this is are we ready? The Bible says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, and honorable because of, by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. That word valor there should be gracious. So you can see what kind of man he was, even though he was a general of the army. And the Assyrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captives out of the land of Israel. A little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, 
6,000 pieces of gold and 10 changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wrought, and went away and said, Behold, I thought, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farfar rivers in Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean. Then when he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God and all his company and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing on thy servant. Father, thank you for your great healing hand even through your servants that you have here on this earth. And Father, we pray that you would show us what we need to know today. That you can. A lot of times men can't. A lot of times we may be led by a little child. But we know that the man of God knows the truth of God and what God can do. Now may your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Naaman the leper is about as well known in the Old Testament as the prodigal son is in the New Testament. Naaman was a lost man. The prodigal son came from a good house. He knew what lay ahead of him. But you know, Naaman didn't know any better at that point. 
He just did what he was told to do. And as far as I can tell, he was a lost man. Did not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Did not know the God of Israel. But that man in the New Testament, the prodigal son, came from a good house. But yet, he went off on his own, not caring to listen to what his father was trying to tell him. And many of us are like that today. When I was a little kid, growing up, when I got 12, 13, 14 years old, I thought my dad didn't know what he was talking about. I mean, it's been there. But you know, the older I get, the more I recognize and know that my dad knew what was going on. And he had the best in mind for us. Isn't that just like our Heavenly Father? He knows what's going on, and he has the best in mind for each and every one of us. But sometimes we get like I was, man, I know it all. But thank God he showed me I didn't. He touched my heart. Of course, it was later in years. But he touched my heart, and he changed me. Thank God for his love. Both stories have been a means of bringing the light of salvation into many a lost soul. And as we look at the story of Naaman the leper, there are some truths here that will help us in our everyday Christian walk. First of all, we see that he was a marked man, had leprosy. He was the leading general of the army. He gave the command and the people followed but I can imagine the life that he led at home. Of course, it mentions his wife. But they had to be separated. They couldn't live with other folks like normal folks would do. They had to be separated. And so I can imagine how a lonely a life Naaman had. Not to be able to associate and have fun with other people. But yet he still led that army. He was still true to the king. He was an honorable man, the Bible says. He knew what it was to follow directions. He was a man of fame. He was well known. He was gracious. He was successful. He had a lot of valor. A lot of courage. But the Bible says he was unclean. He had leprosy. But he also lacked purity. He did not know the Lord God Almighty as his Savior. How many of us might be like that today? Those of you that might be listening on YouTube, wherever it may be, how many of us are like that today? Man, we have honor, fame, success, valor, everything that needs to be done, we can do it. But we're lost. We have that sickness called sin. And it hinders. Even though you may be successful. 
But that sin hinders. Aren't we the same? Except for the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and how he changes our heart. How he puts love in our heart. How he changes us from the inside out. And then when we meet people, they notice a change. Something has taken place. And you'll see that in this last verse that I read. But there was a change. But we also see that wherever sin has dominion, it casts its mark over the whole character of the person. How do people know you? How do people know me? How do people know this church? By watching you. How do they know me? By watching me. I'm no different. Brother James is no different. People watch. They look. And they store it. Right here. In their minds. And in their hearts. But what about our character? Naaman had a good character. He was high standing. But sin keeps us from listening. It gets us into trouble. Not until it becomes a conscious presence does it mar the false peace of the heart. Sin will destroy our relationship with other people. But he was a marked man. He had this leprosy. He had to stay away from other people. But we also see a, a ready servant. Did you notice who this little servant was? A little girl who had been taken from Israel. She had become a servant in the house of Naaman's wife. She understood what was going on. She saw. But aren't you glad this little girl paid attention? Parents, those children know. And when they see, they remember. I know when our kids were little, they paid attention. Of course, I told you this before, but I used to smoke cigars. And my oldest caught me one day smoking a cigar, and it almost killed him. Thank God I didn't smoke anymore because I, see, I saw what it did to that little child. But this child remembered the teachings of her father and mother. Of the Lord God Almighty who is all-powerful and all-knowing. Because what did she say? Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. She knew God could take care of the matter. Folks, do we know that in our heart today? As this little girl did? She knew that God could take care of the matter. Now, we prayed for my brother, but God had different plans. And he took care the matter today he's walking in glory 
No doubt singing. Thank God one day I'm going to meet him there. But this little girl knew something that Naaman didn't. She knew God. She knew the God of Israel. And it was those, her parents that taught her about the God of Israel. So you parents here today, especially you fathers, don't let a day go by that you do not say something to your children about the goodness of God. About his saving grace. About his love. About everything that they, God has taught you. Let that little girl, let that little boy know that God can do the, exactly the same thing for you. But this little girl remembered, even though she was in a foreign land, even though she was in as a little servant girl, would to God that you would call on the prophet. Do we have that kind of testimony? I hope we all do. And I hope that when we all get a chance that we'll do like that little girl. Call on God. He knows what to do. He knows how to do it. And he knows when to do it. Oh. She had heard the story of God and had embraced it. She took it to heart. That story came from her parents. And back then, that day, it was mainly the father who taught the word of God to the children. And so that's why it makes it important for us today as fathers to teach our children to trust the Lord with all of their hearts and lean not on their own understanding. God can and will take care of the situation. May not be how we want it. But it'll be God's way. And it will be right. She knew the prophet. She knew Elisha. But as she knew Elisha, how important it is for us today as pastors and teachers and parents to teach the story of Jesus. Be men of God. Don't be afraid when someone tells us we can't pray. Don't be afraid when I'm afraid it's going to come that, that we can't go to church. But don't be afraid to stand up. As the man was in our Sunday school lesson this morning, and I forgot his name. Tell me over there what his name is. <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> The martyr. Polycarp was one of them. Stood for God even though they put him to death. 
think the one in our lesson was slain at the altar. Parents, fathers, be willing. And even though in some cases, as it was then, death may come, but where are you going to be if you know the Lord? Man, you'll be in a perfect place. And your testimony will go down the road to your children, to their children's children. And it will be a testimony of your love for them and for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that little girl's convictions were real. She knew God. She knew that he could do something. She had a deep feeling for him because she told where they could go and get the answer and get healing. But she was not afraid to tell. She had a testimony of faith instilled within her by her father. Oh, and she used it at the right moment, at the right time and in the right spirit. And so another little slave tells us, went and told what this little girl said. And so right down the line, God's word was seen. Yes, there are those that can give gifts of value, give millions of dollars to different causes, but they cannot give themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. They have worldly wisdom, but this little maid had something that a lot of people don't have. She had a simple message of grace, a message of love. It was a merciful message, as we see in verse 8 through 10. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, see, this is coming after this little maid told of Elisha. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. He shall know. See, that ought to be our testimony, as this little girl had a testimony. No other name given among men under heaven, whereby we might be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. You know, the means was in reach. Elisha told this Naaman, well, go wash in the Jordan River. Now, Jordan River wasn't too clean. Naaman had already mentioned two other rivers. Why can't I go over there? Why, why, why can't I 
can go there where the water's clean. Because the prophet said, go dip seven times in the Jordan River. Do we not sometimes want to say, God, well, maybe I need to do something else. Maybe I, it's easier to do something else than it is what you're wanting me to do. But God just stays with his word. Go do what I told you. And that's exactly what Elisha told Naaman. You just go do what I told you. And things will work out. But Naaman had a rebellious spirit, and sometimes we do too. We don't want to do what God tells us to do. But that message from Elisha came as a spear to his heart because of pride. Sometimes our pride gets in our way. And as we look, and I wrote this down, the I must be broken first. And who is the I? My will. Naaman's will had to be broken first. Naaman had to realize that everything that they had tried did not work. But here the prophet came and said, go dip seven times in the Jordan River. And your leprosy will be gone. And so Naaman had to surrender, just like we do. When God tells us to do something, we must surrender. Now picture him standing there by that river. Maybe it's going through his mind. I don't know. <laughs> Is this going to work? Now picture us in some situation when God lays it on our heart to do something and we're standing there wondering, is this going to work? Is this going to take place? God, are you sure? You fathers especially, God's called you to lead your families to teach your families and to help them to know that when God says for us to do something, it's always better to do it. One of the servants came up and said, Naaman, if, if, if it had told you to go win a big war, you wouldn't have hesitated one bit. Now, won't you go dip seven times in that river. So Naaman walks out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you think he hesitated? Would you have hesitated? 
prophet said seven times. I don't think he hesitated one bit. And that's my own personal opinion. Seven times. And he came back up. And his leprosy was gone. When we mind the Lord, look for the best because he has the best in mind for us. Seven times he dipped and that seventh time look at verse 14 then when he down and went he went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child and he was clean he was a changed man on the outside but I believe also that he was a changed man on the inside look at verse 15 and he returned to the man of God he and all his company and came and stood before him and he said now look at his testimony behold now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel The lost man, recognizing God as the only God. And it came from a little girl who had been taken captive. Would to God that you would go to the prophet and he would recover you of your leprosy. But it wasn't the prophet. The prophet was obedient. It was God that did the work. And that's exactly who's going to do the work in our lives today. Yes, we can listen to preachers. We can listen to doctors. But it's God who is going to do the work. And he uses people to do that. Yes, he made a great confession You dads here today, maybe you might be like the king of Syria. Money can do anything. Did you notice what they sent? All the silver, gold, and everything? Money can do anything. No, it can't. Maybe you're like Naaman. There's a better place than a muddy river. Maybe God's calling you to a certain place of service. And you might have in your mind, well, there's a better place than an old muddy river. But God said, I'll be with you right there in that place. No matter if the river is muddy, but I'll be with you. Maybe you're like the servant girl who knew where to go and who could do the impossible because God has done it for you. In your family somewhere, God has done it for you. Or maybe you're like the man of God, Elisha. 
a faithful follower with the message of truth from the God he served. Do we have that message today, the message of truth? I want to leave you with one thing. It's God who can do the impossible. Don't ever forget that. It's God who can do the impossible. When we surrender all to him, God will work because he's promised in his word to do so. And I believe with all of my heart when Naaman left that house where Elisha was, he left a changed man because of the testimony of a little girl and the word of the prophet from God himself. Folks, trust the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and body. And whatever God calls you to do, he will stand by his promises to us. But you know, we got to surrender just like Naaman did. God, just as I am without one plea, and that's how we must come. Lay it all on the line for the Lord. Aren't you glad that God listens to a little servant girl who had a message for a powerful general who was sick with leprosy. And because of that testimony of that little girl, a father's life was changed. Fathers, trust the Lord. He knows what's going on. You may be here today and lost. You may be here today and out of the will of the Lord. This is your chance to come and understand that God can do the impossible. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.